Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Today's episode with Vanessa from Amsam was previously recorded in February of 2021, but it was so good, I wanted to make sure everyone had a chance to listen. So take a seat and enjoy. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Vanessa from Amsam, and has, she has an amazing story, amazing product, and I'd love to just jump right into it. So Vanessa, why don't you give a quick intro Tell us what Amsam is and why you decided to, decide to start the company. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan. Um, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so I'm Vanessa. I'm one of the co-founders of Amsam. Actually started it with my sister. We've been working on it for about two years, but we've been, been in the market for just about nine months now. Um, our brand, what we do, basically we are um, a new pantry shortcut that allows you to make your favorite Asian dishes in under 30 minutes. Our mission is really to reclaim Asian flavors that have been diluted in the grocery store for so long. Um, and really we hope to create products that honor and celebrate the communities and cuisines that we represent. That's really what we, we care about. And one, one thing about us is that we actually partner with iconic chefs who are of these backgrounds. Um, to create the different products and they receive a royalty on all the sales of that specific product um, kind of into the future because we care a lot about kind of equitable compensation, especially of like BIPOC chefs. So um, that's a little bit about Amsam. I absolutely love that. And I don't know many brands who are co-creating with chefs and then sharing royalties. So I think that's a great way to actually provide equity um, in the space, which is so important these days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're a very mission-driven company. I think at the end of the day, for us, mission isn't just like, you know, words on a job spec. It's like, how can we actually change the way wealth flows and, and money flows? So that's part of it um, for us, for sure. So you launched the product about nine months ago. Talk about what that process was like leading up to launch and some of the obstacles that you faced. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The running towards launch was crazy. I mean, first of all, we're both first time founders um, and we love food, but we don't like really have experience operating a food company. So there was tons of learnings running up to it. And to top it all off, we launched in the middle of the pandemic um, and it was actually very early in the pandemic. So it was, I think, even scarier because we had no idea what the future was going to look like. So, I mean, yeah, I could talk about a million things that like some of the things that were really um, complex for us, I guess, like managing the supply chain in a pandemic, um, our product is we have a really high bar for it internally and also our our chef partners who are what we call our tastemakers like because they cook food in a kitchen their bar is so high because it's obviously very different to produce at scale in a manufacturing setting um so we had to get really creative with our r d our sourcing was really challenging we source over 90 percent of our specialty ingredients directly from asia like actually from the country that we re- represent with the dish so i think all those components coming together. And then of course, on the marketing and branding side, like we spent a lot of time on our brand and our packaging, our our positioning, our voice, like we're a deeply intentional brand. And so everything that we do is just like a little bit, I think more involved and a little bit harder than than normally would be just because we, we have, a, I think a very high internal bar. 
You know, and I think that's so hard because I love that point of sourcing the ingredients from the country that the dishes are from. But as you know, right, like sourcing that at a commercial level and getting that to your production facility, like it's so tough and causes so many challenges. And most founders end up taking a lot of shortcuts and moving really far away from their vision. And so, yeah, I'm sure you have to make take some compromises along the way, but you're able to stick really close to that vision as well. Um, so how did the launching the pandemic affect you in terms of getting sales and getting your product actually to consumers? Did you have to change your your business model or did you launch in grocery, B2C? Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. So we we were lucky in that we had always been planning to launch Omsom D2C. And so for the pandemic, that was that was very lucky because that's that was a good place to be launching at the time. Um, so, you know, and, and even to date, most I mean, pretty much all of our sales have been through our own website D2C. And now we're just starting to think about partners to kind of get Omsom to more people. Um, so I would say like the challenges there were just like delays related to the pandemic. Um, everything just got slower and more expensive and more kind of complex. But for the most part, I think like it, I think of all the businesses that we could have been running, I do feel very lucky. Um, I think on the marketing side, it was very challenging. We had a lot of photo shoots and video shoots set up that all had to get canceled because at the beginning of the pandemic, even all that stuff just went completely dark. So my sister ended up doing all of our recipe videos by herself in her kitchen with a cell phone. Like she had no, she was both the food stylist, the chef, the video editor, the video, like sounds video about right. <laughs> like, it was just craziness. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we just kind of came back to our mission and like what we intend to do. And we're like, you know what? People need to cook, they need food, and they're going to need a feeling of joy and connection to home. And like what, that's what we want to bring. So like, let's just, let's launch anyways. And, and it, it worked out. I think that's an amazing story. And um, so pivotal on how you adjust and change throughout the pandemic. And, you know, thankfully you were developing as a DTC business. So I think that's great. Um, one thing I want to talk about because it's been super top of mind is, that you know, as we're building these businesses, we're not doing so in like a vacuum, we're doing so definitely like within the larger world. And last year there was a huge kind of reckoning on social and racial justice after George Floyd and dozens of others. And more recently there's been a horrible violence against the Asian American community in our country across the entire country, which is just despicable. Um, how, have, has that affected like you, your thinking and your business? This is like one of the best questions I've ever gotten. And I'm almost just like appalled that nobody's asked this before, but thank you for this super thoughtful question that I, yeah, just, I think, you know, hits, hits home because one, it's like something we think about all the time and, and we care about deeply as individuals, as founders, and as like, you know, I guess like a, a, an Asian American run company, a BIPOC run company, I think, Every this past year has been, you know, at once just heartbreaking, but also like so important and in some ways like has given us like bits and pieces of hope looking to the future of like, okay, now there's more discourse around these really important issues and the like lack of equity um, in this country. And our company from day one has not just been about food in any way. Like we started working on this in 2018 and we have always been talking about um educating on the multitudes within asian american culture 
one of our core brand values that we made in 2018 was this idea of like rising tides raise all boats, meaning not only do we want to like uplift, um, like do we believe that BIPOC folks can kind of uplift um, and, and amplify each other's missions and stories and, and companies. But like we, we mean that not only for Asian America, but we actually, we really, we care deeply about all other BIPOC communities. So yeah, this year has been a super challenging year and we really try to use our platform for good. So this, this means a couple different things. So one, this means continuing to use our, our platform to educate. So we talk about racial issues on our on our Instagram, in our press interviews, um, we recently did a post about right around the time that like some of um, the violence against Asian American elders started happening. We did a post that was like, you know, what's true is that like prejudice against Asian Americans has always been around, um, and what's also true is that like that doesn't make us our our communities like I guess um and like uplifting does not that doesn't put us against any other community like it, it really is all of us have to rise together and that was something we like wanted to talk about for example um also over 50 percent of our cap table is actually bipoc um lgbtq or women and that was super important to us even in a world of cpg investors that are largely white men we were like okay like we need to go out of our way to make sure that like if we're gonna make people money we want to make the people um and we want to make people the people that we make money to be representative of kind of the future that we want to see. So, yeah, it's been a huge part of our company from day one. So, you know, I don't think all that much has changed from a mission standpoint, but I guess in terms of like what we talk about, how we build, that is a continuous part of how we do everything that we do, even like our the creatives that we work with pretty much like I would say like over 95 percent of our like marketing spend work goes towards like creatives that are Asian American or BIPOC. I think that's amazing. And I think that, you know, that continued reinvestment back in kind of diverse talent that exists in our country and just needs opportunities is really instrumental. And like you said, rising all ties, not just with other um, companies, but helping other consumers and helping other kind of creatives, which I think is absolutely amazing. So thank you for all your work in doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're just so grateful to have the the opportunity too. So, talk about what's next on the horizon for Amsam this year. Oh my gosh, yeah, so much is happening. <laughs> Our small team is just like, what the heck? Um, but yeah, some really exciting things coming up. The two I will highlight. Actually, in a week, we are launching our biggest partnership yet with Disney. Um, which is super exciting. I think like, especially the little girl in me, like this is her, her moment, right? Like, I'm so excited. Yes, yes. Um, we have partnered with Disney to celebrate the um, release of their um, first Asian American or Southeast Asian princess. Um, so Raya and the Last Dragon is, is kind of coming out next week. And it's um, it's an awesome story, and and the voice acting is done by Kelly Marie Tran, who is Vietnamese American, and we we love her. And so we partnered with them to do kind a limited edition Omsom sampler that has like custom Raya recipes um, to go with it. And we're super excited to bring that to the world in celebration of this kind of like historical moment for um, Southeast Asians. Um, and then the other thing I'm really excited about looking to the spring is. Um, we are launching the first product of its kind to celebrate 
the inclusion of MSG as an ingredient. So there have been a number of products that have um, proudly stated there's no MSG. There have been many products that also quietly include MSG, but just try to like hope nobody sees it on the ingredient deck. We are different. We are putting it proudly and loudly in ensemble fashion um, front and center. And we're trying to educate people on the xenophobic origins of the anti-MSG sentiments. And um, we thought one of the best ways to do that was to put it front and center in our product and like help people see how this is delicious and umami. Um, and we're also partnering with Pepper Teigen, who is Chrissy Teigen's mom on the release of this product. And um, yeah, we've been hard at work on that. So that's coming out in the spring. Oh my God. Like you are doing amazing work and I'm so excited. Like, you know, this is something I talk about with my wife a lot too. So my wife is Chinese American and she actually grew up, her family owned a Chinese restaurant and, um, you know, a couple of years ago. And, you know, we talk all the time about the, like you said, the xenophobic origins of like the anti-MSG movement, where it's really just like another flavoring and seasoning, but it's come to just resent you create or just represent this kind of anti-Asian sentiment for no reason at all. And I'm so proud that you're being able to like highlight this and promote it boldly and proudly on your packaging to help change that conversation. So I'm all in, I will support and buy it and try it. And so um, anything I can do to support that would be great. And I think the partnership with Disney is amazing. Um, so keep up the great work on there. Um, wow, we'll, we'll have to check in in like a couple months to see <laughs> how everything's going and what else is new because um, this is absolutely incredible. Uh, so with that, Vanessa, I want to really thank you so much for being on, on the show today. It was so great to meet you and talk with you and wishing you truly the best of success this year. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you so much for the thoughtful questions. And, and um, you know, I so appreciate the support and, and, and excited to be part of this community.